The following broadcast comes to you from the Dirt Premium feed and is accompanied by an important announcement. Beginning August 2nd, the day our next episode drops, the full back catalog of the Dirt's premium content will be available on Ghost at your choice of two tiers at half the previous price. Plus, new stuff! At regular intervals, even. More Dirt, less money. Current Patreon subscribers will receive instructions for accessing their complimentary subscription period. That will come to you at the email associated with your Patreon pledge, as well as in the little in-app Patreon inbox. You'll also receive a promotional code that can be redeemed to honor those months or years during which y'all graciously shared your dollars or uh, USD equivalent currency with us. On Ghost, subscribers will have the option to pay monthly or annually for one of two tiers. The first, at five American dollars each month, gives you access to Old News, that is the monthly episode where we do a brief roundup of some selected news stories from archaeology and anthropology, and Deep Cuts, the monthly feature where we jump off of or tangentialize uh, a recent topic and dive into something a little bit more deeply. The second tier, at 10 buckaroonies, U.S. buckaroonies, or equivalent, gets you old news, deep cuts, and dirt after dark. That is the monthly bonus episode where we cover topics a little too spicy for the main feed. And if you like being parasocial, hanging out with us, we also plan to start releasing some looser bonus content where we pal around, we talk, we chat, we get a little loosey-goosey. We have been hard at work writing and recording and sticking up acoustic tiles to make this next step and to make it sound good. And we are grateful and thrilled to have you join us in our fifth year. Watch this space, by which we mean the notes field and our social media accounts, and enjoy this episode. Oh, hey, uh, did we mention that we will have a promotion that snags you a free trial of all of these bonus features? We sure will. So make sure to check that out. We will be sure to notify you when all of that drops. So thank you again, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for your continued patience as various life things have happened. Amber and I are both so excited to get back to a regular recording schedule and keep making the show that we love 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 to make and we love you and now enjoy an episode about seafaring stories mariners myths starting off with a silly little song there's some that can master the whole seven seas we're only podcasters no sailors are we so leave the deep water to fish in their schools If anyone needs us, we'll be in the pool I'm staying on land, me boy, staying on land Forget the blue ocean, just give me the sand The fish know too much and the rowing's a chore I'm staying on land, me boy, staying ashore Now some like the water, some like a boat Some can dog paddle, I can't even float So leave me on dry land, my feet on the ground I'll go read a book while you're swimming around I'm staying on land, me boy, staying on land 
ocean, just give me the sand. The fish know too much, and the rowing's a chore. I'm staying on land, me boy, staying ashore. I'm staying on land, me boy, staying ashore. Hello, mateys, and welcome to Deep Cuts, the bonus episode where we take a closer look at a topic related to recent episodes. Since we've only just got our sea legs, we're staying afloat this month and talking about sailor stories, myths, tales, and apocrypha from salty sea dogs all over the world. Okay, not all over the world, but from select places in the world. Uh, Amber, are you excited for story time? Nautical story time? I am. Okay. I, I am. Oh? Oh. Oh? Breaking news. Uh-oh. In a twist that nobody saw coming, Elon Musk notifies Twitter he's terminating deal to buy it. No one saw it coming. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. Yeah. At least he can't do that with any of his children. Well, well. Our first story <laughs> revolves around a, a character, a being, okay. a, a being, a creature named Jenny Hanover. Do you know Jenny Hanover? No. Who is she? Less of a who. who? More of a what. What? So Jenny Hanover is the name given to an object that was usually created by sailors and sold to tourists. Um, We'll get there. So Jenny Hanover. Less of a who. More of a what. And we first encounter her in the 1550s. um, CE. In a book by Conrad Gessner titled Historia Animalium. So, and so animal stories. Correct. Thank you. Yes. So in a shop, Gessner had spotted some creative taxidermy made from the remains of an aquatic ray, probably the work of a sailor hoping to pass it off as some kind of mythical sea creature. So Gessner, kind of surprisingly to me from because it's the 1550s, but Gessner wasn't fooled. And he did warn in this book that, quote, ordinary people are very much impressed with these things, end quote. So he sailors, was no ordinary person. He was no, he, he was no ordinary man. So sailors would catch flat cartilaginous fish like stingrays, skates, or <laughs> guitar fish. Excuse. Ding, 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 ding. Um, so they, and they would catch them and they would dry them. And they would then carve and varnish them to sell to tourists, presumably as souvenirs or as like, uh, this is a mermaid. Um, If you've never seen the underside of a skate or a ray, Amber, this is why I have this photo down below in the script for you to look at. They do have some features that are remarkably similar to a little cartoon human face. Just a little guy. I'm looking at a guitar fish right now. Okay. Tell me about a guitar fish. Quite lovely. Yeah? Yeah. They, yeah, they have a body form, this is from Wikipedia, body form intermediate between those of sharks and rays. So they're a bit of a shrine. Do they look like guitars? They look like if you like ran over a shark with a cartoon steamroller. Okay. Actually, yep. They just okay. look like a squished shark. Like Acme steamroller. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at one here on Wikipedia and it's a lovely deep blue. Oh. Um so they have okay so I are was there thinking, electric guitar fish <laughs> no but there are guitar fish 
<laughs> um, melodica fish. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was thinking that these these like that a that a ray might be squishy, but it's not, is it? It's it's made out of. It's like got. I think there probably the sort of are some parts of it that like, are squishy, like sharks. Oh yeah, like the outer like the surface. Because sk- I was like, because I was, I, mean, I was thinking about like you can't really taxidermy a jellyfish. Is like sort of what I was thinking about. But like these have, these these have like something that can these be have preserved. actual skin. Yes. Yeah, but not the jellyfish um, don't. I don't know what jellyfish have going on, but it's not. But yeah, but yeah, this one that you're showing me, it's a very. Uh, it's just a little a, guy, a little kissable little face. Yeah, it looks it looks like a Pokemon. Smooch it. Yeah. Mwah. Mwah. Um. Now, don't do it yet. So I'm gonna ha- after I say a few more things, <laughs> I'm gonna have you look up Jenny Hanover and see okay. what see what she looks like. But Arner, oh no, don't do it. No, I didn't. But I saw what she inspired, and I know. Yeah. Arner, so Arner. Jenny Hanover, it's an oddly specific name, and that name is believed to have originated from the Belgian city of Antwerp, where these curios were manufactured and commonly sold. And so it's thought to be a British mangling of the okay. French phrase jeune d'Anvers, or young person of Antwerp. <laughs> so jeune d'Anvers, Jenny, you know, you can see how it. Yeah. I don't speak Frenchy, Belgy. Uh, um, so you'll notice that the original name was not gendered. So that, so the jeune, young person. Um, mm-hmm. And that might explain why, in addition to mermaids, these creatures were sculpted sometimes to look like devils or demons or dragons and were sometimes called devilfish. So they could be she- demons or shemans. She- <laughs> that implies the existence of hemans. Like, D isn't it? Anyway. Oddity collectors believe yeah, tell that... Tell me about these fish. Devil. Uh, fish. Deviled fish. Ooh. Oddity collectors believe Jenny Hanover's inspired the legendary Fiji mermaid, which is sort of, you know, like not a far walk from a carved, oh, dried swim. ray to a monkey torso grafted onto the back half of a fish, which was made famous by P.T. Barnum three centuries later and was, was often copied after that. So go ahead, Amber, and Google image search... Jenny Hanover. Okay. I thought I was going to have to Google search the Fiji mermaid. No, no, no. That's not what this Uh. is about. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it so much. (laughs) Can you, but you can see how the the smoochable little guy, if he was dried out, would turn into that. Well, and um, it also it looks like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you like to describe what you're making noises about? Yeah. Uh, so you see his. Um, oh, so his little, uh, little, little kissable little face, little smoochable face, um, is now just a, a, a shriveled grimace, a wizened um, rictus. So there's so it. So I'm looking at um, a little little face here. Um, hideous little face with uh, little eye holes and a little mouth going and um, kind of a pointy head and then there's it's got kind of a almost like a little cape on from what's been trimmed (laughs) up Uh, you can see his little little sternum 
His little yeah. Well, I don't know if if Rays his, have a but like the little like, but yeah the little part... like rib cagey thing yeah. under mm-hmm. his little face, um and and then something not um and it looks like the rest is just it's just been trimmed yeah and and molded so there's yeah. something that looks kind of like forelimbs and then a little something going on plaster the... would be added like sometimes it's just the carved the one fish, that I'm but... looking at is 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 all all ray and um <laughs> and there's like a little bit of a tail and then these little legs and then there's possibly some kind of implied business happening there in the nethers but gosh i hate looking at this okay you can I close this so much yeah i know uh you can close that tab i'm sorry um Oh no! It's <laughs> more. Oh, this is a little dragon form. Um, this is from a guitar fish. Oh, so this one yeah. it looks like. Here, I will. I can send you this one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna send you this one because okay. this guy, this is a little dragon, and he looks like um, if the if the one that um, if the dinosaur that spat poison and and. Oh uh, yeah, Dennis Nedry's the, face, the frilled. Like, yeah, if it were more of a skirt, but it's got <laughs> little buggy eyes, and it's yeah. got a little, a little. Oh yep. Oh yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. I hate this. Okay. Well, um, thank you. We, we're gonna move on. Uh, okay. From that, but it's uh, it's an interesting thing how. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's, it's not at all surprising that kind of tales from the sea would be sort of commodified in this way. You know, sailors weren't always paid the best wages. And if this was a way for them to supplement their income by selling freaky little guys to tourists, sure. Yeah. 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 So So we're not going to talk about the Fiji mermaid? No. Because that's a pretty well-known thing and i wanted to no no (laughs) like just but did you know about what jenny hannivers were no i had no idea yeah so like i think most people have some inkling of what the fiji fiji mermaid is and this is kind of a predecessor but um i didn't really feel the need to to talk much about the fiji mermaid because it was a fake and ultimately sort of cruel so not that this isn't yeah but um i'm gonna move on fine i won't Fine, Did I won't you... tell you about the episode of the X Files. Oh, that I thought. Okay, please. T- I thought. I thought no, the X Files came mermaid. in later. Oh no! Tell there me more a, about. Tell there me that. There was a Fiji mermaid. There was a Fiji mermaid. Um, it's an episode of the X Files called what Humbug. Season. The second season. The second mm. season. Deep in the second season. This was the twentieth episode of recall. the second season. Um, okay. so this was a monster of the week episode. I do love those. Um. I prefer those, in fact. Oh, see, and I prefer I prefer the mythology um, of, of the show. Um, but this was um, this was one that took place in uh, a community of former circus performers, and so people Hence that would have been okay. Yep, people that would have been considered part of like sideshow side show, and yeah. there were folks being murdered. So murder. there, was, there was murder happening and uh, Mulder thought the murder was being done by 
a Fiji mermaid. And Scully said it was a humbugger. Um, and it was funny. It was a funny episode. Maybe I'll go it back was the and... first. It was the first funny episode. They made it all the um, way to episode 20 of season two before they well, got like, funny. Huh? But, like, I think, well, the first, I mean, the first season was like trying to, was like proof of concept. And the second season, like the first half of the second season was like, what are we going to do with Gillian Anderson's pregnancy? That's why she got abducted. That's why... That's yeah. why Scully got abducted in the okay. second season because Jillian Anderson was like extremely pregnant because she's a tiny human being and she had a yeah, big baby. There's only baby. so much you can uh, hide with a trench coat. And the only t- <laughs> they they did try. I know, um, <laughs> but um, but the only times that she shows up in the in the second season, it's like when she's there's this scene where, um, she's like under examination by the oh so know, they only the, have to whoever. show her face no but like they, they've like swollen her abdomen or something and like because oh because it's like it's, ah. it's just like her tummy it's just like her pregnant belly uh-huh. um but yeah so she was she was gone she got like abducted and so mm-hmm. um and but you know it was close to the end and so they decided to have a little bit of fun uh but the the fun episodes are are very fun in the I know, show. That's why so I like them. I recommend the X Files. <laughs> Check out the X Files. <laughs> so, um, thank you, thank you for that, X Files librarian of the Dirt Podcast. Um, so let's let's hop over to a different a different section and, and talk a little bit about sailors' superstitions. Because there are some very particular sort of seafaring superstitions, some of which have sort of made it into public, like sort of Western public consciousness that I think many people will have heard of and some that are not. So are you, Amber, familiar with the saying, red sky at night, sailors delight, red sky at morning, sailors take warning? I uh, said it to myself several days ago when I looked out the window at sunset. Was it red? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just thought maybe you, you liked to recite little couplets to yourself sometimes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll see it as shepherd's delight and not sailor's. So I I wanted to look into this Sounds because... delicious. Shepherd's delight. Yeah. <laughs> it's got mashed potatoes on top. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wanted to see if this there really was... Because I've noticed... I I live in the Northern Hemisphere and I've noticed that when there's a red sky in the evening, the next day's weather is often nice. So this actually has a meteorological explanation. It does. But it is limited to... I was to big into meteorology as a child. Surprising me. Not at all. <laughs> but it's limited to mid-latitude areas of the Earth, where prevailing winds tend to move west to east. So if the morning skies are red, it's because clear skies over the horizon to the east lets the sun shine through the undersides of moisture-bearing clouds, and that moisture, the the droplets of water, refract red light outwards. So in order to see red clouds in the evening, sunlight must have a clear path from the west, so the prevailing westerly wind must be bringing clear skies. Basically, this means that if there's a red sky or sun or clouds in the morning, it might be stormy. If the sunset is red, tomorrow will likely be a nice clear day. And that's nice. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't really understand... The mechanism at work i just oh. like i was like yes there is a correlation i didn't really i n- didn't really ever look beyond yeah. that but now i have yeah mm. uh one more this one's bananas it's about bananas 
Okay. Um, I thought I, that well, I saw Montauk and I was like, is this about the Montauk monster? But no. It's no, it's about bananas. It's about bananas. Um, I saw this somewhere else and didn't believe it. And then I went to Snopes to check it out. And I'm going to quote from Snopes.com. In 2001, the New York Times quoted Rick Etzel of Montauk, New York, captain of The Breakaway, oh. as saying, quote, fishermen believe bananas are bad luck. Something about a shipload of bananas that carried some weird bacteria which killed everyone on board. It might have been an X-Files plot. I don't know. Maybe fictitious, but some people take the banana thing very seriously. A few years back, a guy on one of my charters showed up wearing a Banana Republic t-shirt. Another guy in the group went up to him with a, a knife and slashed the logo. I think that just is assault. Um, so there was a lot going on in that paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> it's a busy paragraph. So there's no clear reason, at least to me. Yes? Do you have an explanation for the banana thing? <laughs> Where's mommy? Mommy's so far away right now. Uh, mommy's in Mommy's in Jordan. Why isn't mommy sitting on the toilet so I can <laughs> I wanna sit on her lap? <laughs> I'm a toilet garbage cat baby. I uh, love my pets. So no clear reason exists how this superstition superstation superstition came to be. But Not the superstation, superstation. I don't think that's airing anymore. Was Common T explanations. TBN? TBS? TBS? Oh, yeah, it was TBS Superstation. But TBS still exists. TBS, very funny. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> Just nine to five reruns of Psych. Common explanations include... One. When top-heavy ships of earlier eras would sink, precious little other than the bananas they'd carried would be found floating on the surface, thereby leaving some to conclude conveyance of the fruit itself had led to these naval mishaps. Correlation. Not causation. Spiders, snakes, and other poisonous vermin living among bananas carried in the hold would, on long-haul trips, expand their horizons by infesting other parts of the ship. You know, Which about like, every, every, about every maybe six times at this point um, that I want to buy bananas, I think about banana tarantulas. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I do too. Do you see Is that, that one? <laughs> I heard one. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, keyword cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So for the on for the keyboard. listeners at home, um, Izzy just jumped up onto the keyboard, a literal and, piano key, like a MIDI keyboard yeah. that I use for work, and um, and awkwardly Made herself comfortable, yeah, and and it's just going she to town down on her to, hole yeah, just clean herself up. All right. Uh, explanation number three: Fisher persons became ill after eating the fruit. Yeah. Other fruits would spoil more quickly when bananas were being shipped along with them, causing folks to deem bananas bad luck. Um, that does happen, but it's because bananas emit ethylene gas and that makes fruit ripen faster. Yeah. Maybe okay. there was a crew member injured by slipping on discarded banana peels. Wait, what? <laughs> slapstick on a boat. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 
Has anyone ever? <laughs> yes. The Mythbusters did a, oh, geez. a, a okay. thing. They like had a little, not ice rink, but like a little rimmed rink that they filled with banana peels and then like jumped on them and tried skidding around. That's what I remember. Um, another one in a, in a similar vein to the previous one. Nope, to a couple before that. Fisherman misses landing the big one due to a case of the runs caused by nanners. What? <laughs> it's the one that got away. I was what too busy that pooping. Like, fisherman misses landing the big one. I landing thought, the big one doesn't mean. Poops. I thought this was a euphemism for making it to the toilet. Uh no, no, he did make it to the toilet. But like, you know how on fishing boats, a lot of times you'll just have a uh, set like rods set and like anchored to the side of the well, boat. I guess like sport fishing. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that we were talking more about like net fishing. Well, then you wouldn't really talk about the big one. That's why. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to okay. understand. I, I think it's a sport fishing reference. I think it's a euphemism for making it to the toilet. Okay. Well, you we'll can use that from now on. All right. It's fine. <laughs> and then finally, um, Gotta go early the anglers in Hawaii would embark upon lengthy fishing trips in dugout canoes provisioned with, along with other food items, bananas. The farther they went, the fewer the fish, causing some of them to mistake correlation for causation. I don't know if that one's true. That seems insulting. Are, or is this implying like a genetic, like Jungian, like a Jungian collective unconscious about bananas that like <laughs> the reason why I, I think they're types? maybe just, maybe they're just like it, it, grew into a legend because there were you know a few scattered mishaps or but i just like i don't i like are we movements? talking about like indigenous polynesian like i mean i think we can pretty Fisher much discount persons. that one i just like i just i'm just having trouble following like the logic there i don't think there is much as for non-banana related superstitions a couple more uh-huh. for you from the new zealand maritime museum um, and But these are things that I've also heard elsewhere. So I suspect that these are sort of more just like European. Mm-hmm. So it's bad luck to change the name of a boat. If you do, you have to have a denaming ceremony and then christen the boat again. Um, allegedly, uh, the reason that people smash champagne over the, the bow of a boat that's uh, newly named is to it takes the place of a blood sacrifice. But come on. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um. Call back to a different deep cut, the one that is we... Is that... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like christening a boat. What is christening? Yeah. Okay, so christening may refer to baptism, oh. a Christian sacrament of admission and adoption, infant baptism, oh, okay. the practice of okay. baptizing infants or young children, christening, example of a naming ceremony, christening, naming of a vessel, as in ceremonial ship launching. Um. So it is a baptism, but yeah. it's... It's a Catholic it's, baptism. Okay. Call back to a long ago deep cuts on wee itches. Eggshells, if you eat an egg on a ship, had to be broken into tiny pieces once an egg was cracked open. And this was meant to stop witches coming to the ship to sail in the pieces of shell. Little boats. It's a, it's a myth. Okay. It's a superstition. Yeah, just, just. Huh. And finally, like flat-footed people, redheads were believed to bring bad luck to a ship. 
If you met one before boarding, the only way to mitigate the bad luck was to speak to them before they could speak to you. So there you go. You never have to set foot on a ship. Wow, but people are going to talk to me. (laughs) No, you don't have to. I'm saying don't get on a boat because then people, like if you get on a boat, someone's going to be like, hi, how are you doing? Okay. Yeah. Well, no worries there. Yeah, I figured. Okay. A couple of uh, mythological sea creatures from different parts of the world. First, Japan. Some miscellany here. Some miscellany. Two types of spooky sea creatures. Uh, Funeyure are ghosts believed to use hishaku or ladles to fill boats with water and make them sink. They are said to be the remnants of people who have died in shipwrecks and are trying to get people to join them. According to legends, there are various methods that can be used to protect from the harm they inflict, such as throwing onigiri into the sea, like a little snack, keep them busy, or having a ladle on board with a hole in the bottom so that there's... So it won't work for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were to throw some onigiri at me... You'd stop haunting me? I would not. No, you'd follow the ship and you'd be like... (laughs) More snacks, I please. Would not have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> there are also various legends about how to drive away funayure, depending on the area. So, for example, in the Miyagi prefecture, when a funayure appears, they'll disappear if one stops the ship and stares fixedly at the funayure for a while. <laughs> they just get like awkward. They're just like, ooh, it's just off putting. Go. <laughs> That's just, how I get my like, dog to leave me alone. Stare. Yeah. Uh, stirring up the water with a stick is also said to work. Just like stir- <laughs> doing both and just like, I okay. Stirring and staring. Yeah. I, the stirring part, I feel like maybe that's more for just like fishing in a lake, you know? Like if you're on the sea and you're just like splashy, yeah, splashy. I, like that. I don't I like know. That it's just like, it just, it makes you look like a wild card. Yeah, that's true. You don't know what I'm gonna do next. Yeah, just yeah. You just intimidate them. They'd be like, I just got, I gotta get out of here. This this guy's unreliable. Mad dog him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Umibozu translates literally as sea monk. They're known by other similar names such as umiboshi, which is different from umeboshi, the, the pickled plums that you get with your sushi. Totally different word roots. And uminiudo, both both of which are variations of the word sea monk. Um, Boshi and Niudo both mean monk. Um, the name is entirely linked to appearance, so this isn't specifically tied to, to monks. Um, the rounded head of an umibozu was said to resemble the shaved head of a Buddhist monk, and there are no deeper connections to Buddhism. So accounts of these creatures differ wildly. They can be anything from a hairy creature resembling a sperm whale. I don't. It's hard for me to assemble that in my brain like a a big blocky head yeah big hairy you know sweetums from the muppets yes (laughs) like him swimming (laughs) (laughs) Mm. the classic (laughs) there's also doing like the like yeah yeah yeah. not using his arms yeah (laughs) just (laughs) uh they can also be beautiful women who shape change into a vicious monster. To each his own. 
Yeah. The classic umibozu is the one most often represented by traditional Japanese artists, that of a giant black head with two massive eyes thrusting yes. up from the water. Yes. Have you seen these? In those art? guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're one of those things where it's like, this is scary, but also funny. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it cute? <laughs> also frightening. <laughs> yeah. Um, most researchers think that umibozu are a misunderstanding or like, you know, a... Uh, um, etiology kind of of a natural Mm -hmm. occurrence the shells of giant ocean sea turtles or massive jellyfish rising suddenly like not not out of the water but like if you're looking into the water and you go or um above the surface a black thunderhead of clouds rising in the distance have all been cited as as possible origins for the legend but don't know wow wow yeah um, little goofy little guys, but like they will sink your ship. So I, yeah, maybe don't call them goofy little guys when you see one. And then finally, um, I wanted to talk about mermaids a little bit. Okay. But do you want to talk um, about the Pisces? <laughs> if you want to give a, a, a plot summary of the book. Pisces is a book about a woman not dealing with her mental illness while that fucks a mermaid. Merman. Yes. A merson, yeah. I'm a merson. It, oh, well. I mean, this, this biologically, person, like, yeah, he, like, he absolutely, he was packing. This mermaid packing. Big fish energy. Okay, but that's what it's about. You can, you could read it. Sure, Melissa Broder. Thank you. The Pisces. The Pisces. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to i came across this i think when i was just looking for something else and i i I tucked it away for later and i'm glad i i have a place for it here because i wanted to talk about traditions of black mermaids which you don't often see in sort of pop culture depictions of mermaids like ariel and any other mermaid um that australian show that my mom watches sirens does she watch is it sirens i don't know i don't know so okay. the one that's like there's like the Australian show? I don't know if it's Australian. I just there's like willowy ladies who turn into mer mersons. Um this were, is but, <laughs> I thought that the uh character the the titular sirens were sirens. To my knowledge, there is oh, some fishtail stuff happening. I don't know. I have toothy. I really like that face, though. The one that I just made? Yeah. <laughs> Your siren <laughs> face. Come hither, sailor. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read to you an excerpt from an article on Tor.com, which oh is the boy. homepage of Tor, Tor the yeah. fantasy-centered publishing house. And this is by sure black is. fantasy writer. So she's black, not the fantasy. is. You know what I mean? By fantasy writer Natasha Bowen, who is black. There we go. Quote, I was in awe of the fact that mermaid-like beings in Africa can be traced back through ancient history. Take the Dogon people of Mali. We talked about them on The Dirt After Dark. In their creation story, over 4,000 years ago, they speak of the Nomo, amphibious beings who came from the sky and created the first waters on Earth. So this, it leads into a whole ancient aliens kettle of fish. Um, if you want to to this hear person, more about that, this this person, 
No, 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 what, no. She the, wrote, okay, because I was going to no, be no, like, no. Erner. No, no, like talking about that can lead you down the road of of ancient aliens and some really unfortunate racist stuff. So we did talk yeah. about this in the Dirt After Dark that was um, ancient astronomy in heavy quotes, right? Ancient that one? astronomy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we talked about uh, the the Dogon myths and the whole idea of Sirius, um, the dog star. Um, and, um, and this idea that they, so there were a couple researchers who, uh, took all of this information down. Yeah. What, what, what decade was this in? So late twenties. Yeah. Okay. 30s. So this was, this was right around the time that, the uh, the dual star cluster, the dual star system of Sirius A was identified, and so mm. it was. Um, and I think they had one interlocutor who was like an older gentleman who may yeah. have just been a weird talking. Old guy. <laughs> may have just been talking, and also may have uh, been talking about um, the because like the. My understanding is that the Dogon have a very like complex and rich um, sort of like um, cosmology. Uh, yeah. And like, and so, like set of like oral histories mm-hmm. and, um, and, and, and ways of describing their origin and their universe and their religion and just sort of the, yeah, like their cosmology, how they move through the universe. Um, and, there were some liberties some, taken on yeah. the part of of the like French and then later I think an American guy who uh, like a, some some guy from like the anglophone world um, drawing some like kind of one to one comparisons of saying that like yeah. this their stuff is proven and it's like a way of like you know this this sort of um, primitive mind kind of grappling with sort of aliens coming from an like the the sort of aliens coming from elsewhere and like giving them civilization teaching them like to work metal and that kind of stuff but like it's really just they have just they have their stories stories. and if you are thinking about serious a because it's like just hit the papers and you're like oh like this like this like this and they're like yeah sure like that (laughs) like it's not the same thing um and so unfortunately um what would otherwise be just really interesting and like really 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 gorgeous art that's made by yeah. um, like uh, Dogon artists um, gets completely overshadowed by this ancient, like, ancient alien nonsense. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But but yeah, but that is it's sort of like this idea of like fish fish man, um, fish man teach people. Yeah, but like yeah, water. I guess fish man mermaid fish man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so continuing from uh, Natasha Bowen, mermaids are often portrayed as creators and protectors, but they are also known for being fierce and dangerous. 
Other mermaids with African origins range from the Mondao in Zimbabwe, who have sharp teeth and pull people into deep water, to the Karoo mermaid in South Africa, who is said to live in a rare waterfall in the desert, the Karoo Desert, creating storms and floods if she's angered. My obsession grew when I focused on West Africa and Mamiwata. So we're quoting. Yes, still quoting. Okay. It's not my obsession. It is uh, yeah, that's Natasha Bowen's by. obsession. Most describe her as half woman, half fish, but some say her bottom half is made up of the coils of a snake. Mamiwata is not just a mermaid or water spirit used to scare children away from deep water, but an entity whose existence is believed by some to go back to ancient times. Even the moniker, Mamiwata, is believed to have been used in the Ethiopian Coptic language with mama representing truth, knowledge, and wisdom, and wat-ur, meaning ocean water. Interesting. Yeah. I um... Ethiopian Coptic. Yeah, so... Um... Coptic is a family of closely related dialects descended from the ancient Egyptian language and historically mm. spoken by the Copts of Egypt. So like it's a, so it's different. Yeah. I just, that gave me a pause because I don't know of Ethiopian Coptic as a language that exists. I guess enough of it exists to describe this particular entity. Or this yeah. person got yeah. it wrong. That's also extremely possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but that is that is what I have for you today. Yeah. That is, Those are the sailors' stories cool. and myths and superstitions that I, I wanted to throw at you. Did you have a favorite? Least favorite? Um, yeah, I think my favorite was the uh, Jenny Hanover. The little guy? The cute one or horrible. like the horrifying one? The horrible one. I hated it. Okay. Jenny Hanover. Yeah. I'm going to, Jenny Hanover is going to be a character in my next book. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say I'm going to invent a cocktail named the Jenny Hanover and it's like salty gin and like Clamato. Oh. <laughs> no, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I would, you'd have to be. Salty gin. No, no, no. Mm. It'd have to be gin and lime because scurvy and then some kind of spice. I don't know. Don't know. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this and uh, we will be back as soon as we can with more bonus stuff. Here in the next couple days Mm -hmm. with some more. I got some got some boat stuff to talk about. Oh, boy. I got I you will finally hear the Michael Rockefeller episode. Oh, yes. Which I keep referring yes. to as the Michael Rappaport episode, but no. I don't have an episode about him. <laughs> no. Um, so yes, yeah, so we got that stuff coming and then um the and I've also been working on the persons of boat because I've thought of more boats. So that'll still be more boats. Yeah, more boats. So that yeah. one will be fun. That one will Hopefully be a little bit silly. Oh, good. Let's get silly. Yeah. Let's get silly on the water. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to get some Chinese food now. Oh, that sounds really good. I had Chinese food the other day. Listeners, write in. The last time you had Chinese food. <laughs> Do you like Chinese food? What's your fa- What's your standard order? I get uh, a number 11. Uh-huh. This time I got a number 11 and a number 69. Nice. Nice. Indeed. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.